check. Mahogany dashboard, I do the dashboard. Gas to the floor, I'm pressing fast forward. I race a NASCAR, transport just what you asked for. Don't ask me what I asked for if you can't answer. Now who them Zans for? I pop dance for muscle relaxation. I'm a patient, pick up the pace when I feel too adjacent to who I'm racing. Yeah, I'm spacing, I'm spacing out. Oh, you faded, I'm faded out. Oh, you made it, I made it out. But you shared it like eight mile, eight ball. Welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Harrison. This podcast is the full show for today's episode. We have a great show lined up. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Harrison. Today I have a special guest, Tim. How you doing, man? How you doing? Um, I'm good. Thanks for having me, bro. I've been wanting to get on your podcast for a while. Say, man, I really wanted to get you on there a couple nights ago when the Lakers won their first game. We was talking back and forth in the comments about it. But tonight we up 2-1. So what are your thoughts and your main takeaways from tonight's game? Well, I actually missed the first half because I was at work. But from what I see from the second half, LeBron was aggressive. When I feel like we need that, like I feel doing a good job of sensing when to take over and when to not, like when to be passive. And people bash him for that, but I'm like. If he if he's getting 17 assists and we win, I mean, what what's the problem? I agree with you on that because you know if you understand the concept of basketball, if he's impacting the game in other ways and you stick at the win, I think you don't want to have him in the game and he's he has the ball too much in his hand and it takes the it takes the ball out of other people's hands hot. But I did see something. I, I like what you said on Facebook about having Rondo uh, back would allow him to be off the ball. I do uh, totally agree with you on that. Help save a lot of more energy. Yeah, I, I, I always have liked LeBron this this season. For some reason, I just like when he's a little bit more aggressive. Uh, I, I like I like for how, how he looks in the offense off the ball. Actually, I mean he's he's good. I mean we know that he's mm-hmm. his best best attribute is passing, but in these playoffs against the uh, Trailblazers, scoring is going to be key and, and locking down on defense on their backcourt that they have. And I, I I really want them to have another playmaker so LeBron can play more off the ball because we see what he can do. I mean, even though he's in the 17th season and, you know, people, he's watched, he's 34, 35 years old, but he still can do it. But nobody can hold him when he's driving in the lane. I mean, you're either going to have to foul him or you're just going to have to give up that bucket. Yeah, yeah. You let him, uh, him and Giannis. I say you let them get a full head of steam. It's over with. Full head of steam going to the basket. You're not stopping LeBron. Right, right. So we did kind of talk a little bit about Danny Green's struggles. We talked to, you know, I've talked to a lot of different people. You know, what is his deal? I feel like we brought him in to be a three and D guy. Well. The threes are not falling. I, I don't really, I don't really think he's even before the Corona uh, break. I, I don't really remember him really just having 
a standout game besides opening night against the Clippers when he, he went off. Yeah, that first game, I think he hit him up for 28, but he hasn't done anything since then. And um, just like you said, we brought him in for his 3 and D, but he's getting, um, you know, people are blowing by him, people shooting in his face. I mean, he's not that defender he was Antonio. And for me, just looking at it from afar, it doesn't look like he understands how to play without Kawhi. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm like, he's not looking like he looked at Toronto or San Antonio, he's looking like he's just one of the regular guys out there running around. And, and he's getting and good looks. That's what the other thing. He's getting good looks. I mean, you got to take those, but they're just not falling. Like, even the the, the uh, layup, I, I saw one comment that you made about the layup, <laughs> and it was like, man, like, oh, my God. Because, I mean, I feel like in the NBA, and they make it pay for this, I think I could have made that layup. <laughs> Yes, and it makes me mad because I think we had just got like two buckets in a row, and with that fast break, we could have kind of pushed the lead. And he comes and does some road off left hand. Yeah, he, he blew that layup. I feel like every opportunity like that we need. We I think we went up by like we had like two buckets straight, and that would have kind of you know gave us a little better lead. We need that. Yeah, that, that definitely would have uh, helped boost, uh, you know, boost up that scoring because we was needing that push. So in 31 minutes, he scored eight points. He was three of eight, a uh, little over 30, 37% from the field, and uh, two of four from threes. So that's about 50%. Um, we got the win, but we definitely could have used a little bit more of his contribution, especially if he one minutes a game. Yes. And I don't know, I don't really see, if he's not really helping us on the offensive end, what is he doing on defense? Because I see McCollum just going to the basket. Well, you know, those guys, him and Dame are going to get their but you can't get, you can't, the, the thing about them two, one of them, you're going to have them to get, get, just get it. But you can't have both of them go off at the same time. You gonna, I mean, you're just going to lose, you, like, you're going to have to, of them. You can't have both of them going off at the same time. And that's what was going on. You say you missed the first half. The first half, it was just back and forth, them two, just going off. And I was like, oh, man, you know, here goes another one of those games. AD was struggling at the front. He wasn't really chipping in. You know, LeBron was being aggressive, but he wasn't getting no contribution, before, you know, around the other guys. And it just looked like it was just going to be bad. But for some reason, coming out Halftime break, they turned it around. They started locking up on defense. LeBron was still remaining aggressive. Then AD started up, and then you start getting production from the other guys too. But they're gonna have to, you know, when they get a lead, they're gonna have to basically stand on their neck. They're gonna have to basically keep on shooting, and 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 hopefully that AD remembers that he's the NBA all four quarters. No, yeah. I, I, I was curious to ask you, why do you think he's struggling at the free throw line? Because we all know the regular season and uh, through this, he's been our best free throw shooter percentage-wise. Well, you know, AD hasn't never really been in these lights like this. He's in, you know, he's a Los Angeles Laker now. I mean, the the pressure and the 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 anticipation of them winning this championship is really really high. You know. Losing Kobe at the beginning of the season really shifted the focus, and, and not a lot of people, 
not a lot of people are talking about that stream media. It's a lot of guys like me and you really talking about it because we've been Laker fans for you know a long time. But mm -hmm. this championship is going to mean a lot more if they can seal this deal this year with the title because of what we went through by losing the legendary Kobe Bryant at the beginning of the year. I totally agree. I, to I totally agree. I feel like, you know, any other time he's made the playoffs, yeah, he was there, but he wasn't expected to do nothing. But now that he's there, he's expected his championship or buzz, do it for Kobe. You know, you got LeBron now with so much more pressure on him that he actually has to perform. Yeah, and I don't care who, what kind of player you are. When you when you bring in Anthony Davis and you bring in LeBron James, is the focus is a championship. There's no you mortgage the horn by sending half of your team to New Orleans. You don't like that if you're not locked and loaded to win the title. Now we've had um, misfortunes along the the past, like along the way, like losing Boogie before he even get a chance to play. That right there hurts. We got. Mark Keith Morris, but it really, you know, getting Marquise Morris, I mean, I, I really kind of wanted to, to see what Boogie was going to be able to do. I mean, if we was going to make a move like that, I mean, I would just rather just have Boogie just kind of rehab and try to get him back. But now we did, we lost him completely. I don't know if they got like a, some kind of side deal to kind of bring him back in the offseason because he was working out in their facility for a little bit even after being cut. But I still don't – I mean, Marquise Morris, he, he he's okay, but he's – he just not what we, we, you know, what I thought he was probably gonna be. I rather got Marcus. Marcus is a little bit better than Marquise is. Yeah, he's dropping buckets for the Clippers right now. Man, he, and he locking up Luca good, man. Like I, I was looking at how he was. I mean, Luca gonna get his, but he, he doing a good job on defending Luca. Getting in that head and everything. Oh yeah. Now, if you watch, did you watch the game yesterday? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So, I guess when I, when I watched the game. Luca is good, but it's so easy to get in his head. Like it's so, pushing around a little bit. Porzingis the same way. I mean, like you can't have that. Like I, I like the like how they 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 responded to you know they ain't letting nobody push them around. They basically say, nah, you're not gonna push me around. Like, but it's taking them completely out of the game. Yeah, and then uh, I was talking to my own boy. You got Luca and KP with that dog trying to park back. But over here in the Clippers, they got a whole team full of dogs. Like, so yeah. they try to do it to get those two dogs out of out of their game, and it's over with. I really hope that they can seal the deal by, by getting there. I mean, I know it's a long, like, a stretch for me to say this, and and I cannot stand either team, but I don't like the Clippers just as much more. Yeah. I don't know what are your what are your thoughts on the Clippers. I hate them, bro. <laughs> I hate them. One, I hate them because Paul George went there. And Paul George has always been my uh, one of my favorite because I always felt like he was a protege of Kobe. So I was like, come to the Lakers. It's, it's, it's lined up. But, but when he chose to stay uh, in OKC, but then he wanted to come to the Clippers, I'm like, what the heck? Like, that just threw me off. Yeah, and that really it really pissed me off too because he didn't he didn't come to the Lakers. Okay, fine, you want to stay in OKC, but then he backdoor year one of that new contract 
goes off and plays with Kawhi with the Clippers. And I'm like, and then he get up there on the podium and say he been a Clipper fan all his life. Ain't nobody been a Clipper in life. Hey, for real, where'd that come? That, but I was like, where is this coming from, Paul? I mean, like, got up there and just really just lied to the people like that. Like, you know for sure, like, if you grew up in that area, you was a Laker fan. You ain't and you ain't Kawhi. Then nobody grew up no Clipper fan, probably, but Clipper Daryl. <laughs> Clipper Daryl, yeah. I mean, and and he be tripping, man. Like I had him on my show a couple of times. Yeah, I, I don't know. I catch some of them. Yeah, he, he. I think the left is done, but I think I think they got something going on. I, I mean, they're they're gonna have to address their shooting issues. What they kind of did this. I mean, I was looking at the stats. I believe that they was um, as a team they was fifty percent from the field, which is a lot better than it's been. Thirty three percent from the three point, which is still horrible. But it, I mean, it'll work if we gonna win. You know, KCP returned back to being KCP again. I don't know what you think about him. Now that's what I was gonna talk to you about because I know we all been bashing him, but the last two games, you know, this is what we need from you. We don't need you to come out and be. A 25-point-a-game score, but we need you to do what we brought you here for. We need you to lock up the perimeter and get knockdown threes. And the last two games he's done that, so I, I kind of I'm off his back for right now. Off for right now. But when is Danny Green in 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 body that like we brought you here for threes? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Do you think we need to shake up the rotation? Like I felt like we should give more minutes to Quinn Cook. He's a shooter. Or Dion Waiters. What we get him for? They don't hardly play him either. How many minutes did he have? He didn't even play, did he? I don't remember seeing him in. I don't think he played at all. Like they didn't give him any minutes today. Like I don't understand that. We gave J.R. Smith. How many minutes did he get today? I believe. He had eight minutes, but he didn't score a basket. And he had three cracks yeah. at the basket, and he didn't do anything. And then he made a really, really costly uh, foul, which I don't think is a foul. Do you remember that that, that shot that Damian went up for? They said he was he, it like he, was it an M one? No, he missed it. He missed the three, but he kind of like tapped Damian as it was going forward. So, mm. what is the rule in regards to that? So, if the, if his hands forward. And the hand, his hand, kind of like brushes his hand. That's not a foul, is it? If if he's in the in the, in the shooting motion, is it? Yeah, because I thought they told us that becomes a part of the ball. That there was taught us growing up. That's what I thought. Your hand becomes the part of the ball. So I'm like, but he they put him on the line for three throws, but he missed uh, a couple of them. So it, it didn't hurt us too much. But I didn't I didn't particularly like that that they, that they call a foul on that. I mean, he defeated really well. I mean, he closed that and everything, but I guess they call it a foul. It didn't look like a foul. The bubble has really been really, really bad. Like, even when you go back to the game, which we was talking about, that first game that they played, I don't think they should have double-teed Porzingis. Yeah, I feel like uh, the NBA has to review these uh, refs in the bubble because one, that... Um, I ain't no telling what could have happened, but I feel like that ejection of KP changed the whole element of that game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because they they definitely could have beat um, 
Clippers. They had all the momentum. I mean, I think Luca had a. Um, he was almost close to a triple double. He didn't. He didn't get a triple double uh, that game, but he was close to one. But after that, I mean, they didn't get really no, uh, a lot of uh, production from the other guys. That's that's the biggest. Got uh, two guys like that. You're gonna have to get big production from other guys. If you go back to the second game that they played, in which Dallas had won, they was getting production from everywhere. Trey Burke. They had uh, Seth. Very getting they even had Bobon getting in there looking like Hakeem Olajuwon. Trey Burke is is what's shocking me. I spoke on that earlier uh, when I did a, a podcast. Trey Burke is looking like Michigan Trey Burke right now. He's balling. Seth Curry, they got a nice bench at Dallas. They got a nice bench. I, I, I hate that that they got me watching them and I'm actually looking at them. I'm like, man, look at them. I hate the Mavericks, but me I can't too. sit here and deny what they got. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. golly. They they probably a piece or two away. They probably like a piece or two away, and I don't know exactly what they need. But I think getting Trey Burke, it, it was a good pickup. But I can't, it was kind of a head scratcher because they had Luca and they had all these other uh, guys that play that position. So I was all like, why did they get Trey Burke? And they could have got another big because Willie Collins Stein uh, is not down there in the bubble with them, and he trash. What do you think about them not getting a big and opting to get Trey Burke? Yeah, I, uh, I ain't going to lie. I questioned the, from the jump the signing of Willie Collie Stein for them. I didn't see it. Because to me, you already got Dwight Powell. You got Dorian Finney-Smith. They all kind of play, but uh, Dorian Finney-Smith has expanded his game. He can shoot threes now. So I feel like, yeah, you got Boban. You don't need Willie Collie Stein. You need another... A small forward or another experienced uh, wing player. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But um, you touched on something about uh, Boban. What What do you think his? Because he don't play a whole lot of minutes, and he's extremely slow. But when he gets in there, he sets those picks, <laughs> and those guys get open, and he's seven four. So. What do you what do you think about him and his impact when he once he enters the game? And what also what another thing? What do you think about them playing? Because him and Porzingis, they 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 almost like what they do is when when Porzingis goes out, they put Boban in. What do you think about them having them on the court at the same time? That'll be. I think I feel like that'll be a nice move because if you can have KP spacing the floor and you still got Boban, you still got your boards. So you still pretty, and then they both seven footers. You can protect the paint on defense, and in offense, it's like pick your poison. You got if you got Luca running a pick and roll with Boban on the right side, you got KP on the left side. What you gonna do? Yeah. So, um, what do you think about Dallas's chances moving forward? Do you think they can actually? I feel like and this is not just me hating the Clippers I feel like they actually can beat the Clippers if they are just on like on go like if they got their shots falling everybody's playing with their energy like they played with in game two I feel like they can beat them yeah I think so too but they gonna have to really, you know, get with Luca, and you know, and Luca's been a professional uh, basketball player since he was a teenager. So, 
you can tell that you know he has a poise and he has an energy for this type of uh, high stakes basketball. But I didn't know that his that he he goes off the rails like that mentally. Like his his game, I, I did when we played them. I think the last the last game before the NBA shut down, not in the bubble. But we was getting into his head, and we were playing physical with him. And I don't know if you remember, but he actually ripped out of his, his jersey. Mm, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's when it started putting my mind on that he um, is able to, is, is, you're able to get into his head really quickly. Like, you can take him out the game by getting his head and playing physical with him. He doesn't like that. Yeah, I, I didn't really notice that uh, recently watching this series. Because I, I didn't know K, uh, KP had that in him. Because I, I, I guess I, I never watched the Knicks, really. And I haven't really watched the Mavericks, and that's where playing them. I didn't know neither one of them were like that. Funny thing is, KP wasn't like that until he got here. Mm. That's, the, that's the thing. People used to push him around all the time. So I, I don't know if it's some kind of thing that him and Luca is in, like, or this is something Carlotta is speaking. Uh, to them, because you know European players are traditionally soft anyway. Like they Backs. have a backbone. Like they s- score a whole lot of points, but they're, they're a lot of big, and they don't have that dog in them. Yeah. The I, only I person. I, I, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying. Like, I feel like they need that it to compete with a team like the Clippers, but. You should know how to hone it so it don't take you out of your game. Like, you have to have that. Like, I feel like the Lakers, when we when we playing soft or playing finesse, we, we, we're not going to beat the Clippers. But when we're playing physical like we did on uh, opening night of the uh, restart and we have our bigs banging, LeBron's not just shooting threes, he's driving. When we're playing their game, I feel like we're way better than we can beat them. Yeah, I I, I definitely um, agree with you on that. But right now, we really need to focus on closing out this uh, series with the Blazers. So um, do you think that we can go ahead and win the next two games to go ahead and close them out? Or do you think uh, Portland can actually sneak in and steal another game? Well, I think we found. I think we found something now. I think we got it. I think we can go ahead and close them out. I'm just looking at this next round, wondering. Well, I thought it was going to be a sweep, but they lost today. So I'm looking at Houston, most likely, who will be playing. But who knows? The only thing about Houston, they have a unique style of basketball, which is very strange to me how they play. I mean, they jack up a bunch of threes and they run fast and they don't have nobody on their roster over 6'8". Well, they don't have anybody that plays over 6'8". Because I don't know if you know this or not, they have Tyson Chandler over there and they don't play him. I don't don't understand why this is working the, the way it is, but it actually is working. But I don't see it sustaining. This is the playoffs now. Do you see them adjusting? Well, I, I feel like it's working for them right now because they're playing. They're not playing a team with dominant forwards. So, like, if 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 Houston was playing Denver with like Jokic, they would have a problem. 
any like any team with like big players that are actually a, like Steven Adams, he's not really gonna really look for his offense. He's gonna get offensive rebounds, get oops, or you know, but like I feel like if we play them, Anthony Davis, if he's aggressive, will easily average about forty that series, forty points a game. One other thing that you're probably missing on is that they haven't played West. Westbrook has been out too, and he's resting. That's scary. That is very scary. He's resting. That's the, that's that, what Stephen a, Stephen A said. He should just. Uh, well, before today, it looked like Houston had it kind of. So they said Westbrook should just rest up. Now I don't know what happened today, but I saw they lost. But. I don't think it's nothing to be concerned about because I think that's they're, they're probably going to close out OKC. I don't think they really need Russ for this series to, to do that, but they're going to need him in a, in like later series, like the, probably the next one. And I, I feel like we, we probably will meet up with them at some point. Yeah, I feel I feel like we're well better suited to defend Westbrook than defending Dane. Because Westbrook's game is attack the basket. Our interior defense is amazing. What we get burnt is on the perimeter. So I feel like second round, if we do play Houston, of course James Harden is there, but as far as the one position, I feel like it'll be easier for us to guard Westbrook, in my opinion. Gordon is back to the... Eric Gordon. I did see him play the other day. The game too. He can ball too. True. And he gets so, hot. He inconsistent. He like J.R. Smith. He's streaky. Yeah. What about Jeff Green? Mm. He be out there hitting too. Yeah, they got a like a nice little complement of players around James. It's just like pick your poison. He gonna drive you double. He got shooters. He got P.J. Tucker in the corner. Daniel House. I don't even know where he came from. I don't even know who he was at first. Daniel House, Ben Macklemore, Austin Rivers, Robert Covington. They just got a floor full of shooters. And I just feel like they and they they have played a little bit more defense than I'm that I'm used to seeing them play. Like James Harden has been playing defense too. Which is kind of crazy to me to see James Harden actually after playing defense, but you know why he probably doesn't play a whole lot of defense, and his his career has been historically terrible on defense, and because he scores a whole lot of points, and it's really difficult for somebody to score as many points as he does and get to the free throw line as much as he does as aggressive he is on scoring to be a defender. What do you think about that? I, I, agree. I agree. The physicality. I feel like the physicality. If he was more of a defensive, it would take away from his explosive offensive numbers. But I, I totally agree with what you just said. That was I agree. No argument there. Yeah. So what are your final thoughts and what do you what is your prediction with the, the Lakers as we wrap up the show? I feel I feel like we're gonna go and win these next two. We're gonna move on. I feel like I feel like we're gonna get on the way. I feel like the the uh, role players eventually gonna step up their game. We'll be okay. I feel like we'll be okay. No, I'm not panicking at all right now. Can the Lakers win the title? Can the Lakers win the title? 
If they and who do you think is going to pose the biggest threat to them getting to the championship and ultimately winning it? Out of every team, East and West, who poses the Lakers getting this championship? Of course, we got to go Clippers, but and I think I don't know if they will get to the finals. But the way they play, as, as we saw what they did to us in the uh, seeding games, Toronto will frustrate the hell out of the Lakers. I was about to say that. I was I was wondering if you're gonna say it too, because I think that Toronto can beat the Bucks. But I think Boston might win the East. That's just me. I maybe. I would welcome that too, but I, I don't know. I'm just. I have to see a little bit more. I don't really pay close attention to Boston. I've seen them, you know, a couple times, a few times, but I really haven't really been taking them serious. I, only two teams in the East that I've been kind of looking at is uh, the Bucks and Toronto. Because the reason why I say Toronto, and a lot of people is not really, you know, uh, thinking that Toronto. Anything, and they think that their championship that they won last year was a fluke, which it is a little bit because they beat the Warriors that wasn't the Warriors because sure. they only had Steph Curry out there. They had a lot of injuries out there. KD only came in there for 11 minutes in one of those games, and he was cooking them. And if, and if, and if KD played that whole entire series, the Toronto Raptors wouldn't even be, you know, champions yeah. right now. You already know. It would have been a different story. So, but this year, we kind of thought that losing Kawhi Leonard, they was going to be dead in the water. And it's and a lot of times, when you have a superstar of that caliber, you know, the team is not going to be that good. Look at LeBron James. They was going and competing for championships back to back to back. And then as soon as he leave, they in the lottery again. <laughs> but, but Toronto got a better record than they did last year. Which is and crazy. It is crazy. But that's that goes to how well their coach. Their coach just won coach of the year today. That Nick Nurse, yeah, true. They all play their role. You don't have a superstar player on that team. And they're Everybody all know what they're supposed to do. Everybody. They know they know who, what they what they represent. They have a chip on their shoulder. They know people are not really uh you know, looking at them the the repeated champions. A lot of people don't even think they should be champions. And they play with their chip on their shoulder. Kyle Lowry used to be trash to me. And in a way, he still kinda is. But he's been falling. He plays yeah. defense. I mean, I really didn't he's think right. that he was gonna actually emerge as anything. Yeah, I, I agree. I always thought he was trash too. But I mean they all have bought into Nick Nurse's system. They all play together. And they believe that they actually can be champions once again and defend this title. And I think that they do pose a threat because you got Pascal Siakam that pretty much stepped into Kawhi's role. And, and and basically they backfielded with that. I'm not saying he's a player, you know, that same type of caliber player, but he works in that system, you know, the same. And then you backfill what he represented last year in the playoffs with OG Ananobly. He balls too. They didn't have him last year, but they got him this year. 
And I think that they pose a big threat to the Eastern Conference. You can't leave them out. Now, I'm going to probably pay a little bit more close attention to Boston since you mentioned Boston because I really ain't been paying attention to Boston. Because, you know, I, I just, I don't know. They 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 kind of like up in earth with me. I mean, I haven't really watched them. I can't really give you a, a, a good uh, analysis on their style of basketball or who they are. I know they got a good coach. Um, I know that when you know, a few seasons back when they, you know, uh, was got to the Eastern Conference Finals with Cleveland, and they almost beat them without Kyrie and then turned around and insert Kyrie, and then they was not the same team, and then he's out. And they end up getting, um, what's the guy from Charlotte? Um, Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker. Walker, which I like him, but he ain't no Kyrie. <laughs> but the only thing about him is is that he's a better teammate than Kyrie. So that's what makes it work. Yeah, and they're all, uh, if, if when you watch them, it seems like they're all more connected than they were when Kyrie, uh, Kyrie was there. Yeah, yeah. They they play they they actually play like they like each other. Yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah. So man, I, I wanna thank you for uh coming on to the show, man, and, and, and it's an honor to have a another Laker fan um oh, yeah. on the show. You know, I I I failed to mention that you had a podcast too at the beginning. Um this time on the show I kinda want you to come and tell people about your podcast so we can go check it out. Oh yeah, uh Tales from the Neighborhood, it's me and my bro, Timo. We started a podcast. We we just shot another one today. We only got four episodes so far, so we not on uh, Corey level yet, but we trying to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, like, you know, send, send me the link sometimes, and I and I definitely get on there and, um, you know, talk some sports or whatever y'all want to talk about. Um, you know, how can we find this show? Where is it, where is it as on all the streaming platforms? Oh, we haven't got there yet. So far, just YouTube. But we're trying to uh, look into it. Like I said, we're just trying to, we're just cooking it up. So we're just having fun with it right now, trying to get it going. Like I said, we're not on your level yet, bro. We're not on your level yet. Yeah, um, yeah. whenever y'all start, you know, getting everything together, and y'all, uh, if y'all need some help with anything, just glad to help. Yeah, and, you know, maybe we can, you know, collab on some things and kind of, you know, talk some sports topics or any other topics to kind of do like a collaboration or something. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's definitely can happen. All right, man. We got Tim, and I thank you again, and we out. Lake Show. Lakers. <laughs> if you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.